Hi folks, Chris Voss here from the com. The Chris Voss Show. Com. Hey, how's it going, guys? Welcome to the show and the podcast. We certainly appreciate you guys tuning in. Hey, we got lots of interesting stuff going on across the interwebs. All that good stuff, be sure to go to thecvpn.com or Chris Voss Podcast Network. You can subscribe to all eight of the podcasts that we have over there, and they're pretty cool because there's eight of them, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, anyway, guys, uh, interesting things going on today. One thing we've got coming up, I've got a few guests that are coming on the show. We're going to be talking about um, uh, an interesting conversation that Sasha Baron Cohen had. He gave a speech uh, at the ADL, uh, which is the um, Anti-Defamation... Uh, wow, okay. Anti-Defamation League. It's clearly a Friday. Um, and uh, he talks a lot about social media, uh, the darkness that we've kind of reached, and uh, Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook. Anyway, I'm going to get into that in a separate issue. We're going to dissect what he talked about and some of the issues he discussed. And I might have some uh, guests on on uh, next week that will, uh, you know, we'll kind of debate, talk about some of the different aspects of it. So be sure to tune in for that. Uh, that's going to be interesting as well. Uh, let's see, what else do we have up on the thing? Tech news. What's going on in the world and how does it impact me, Chris? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, top of the news is BBC's reporting. Russia, you may have heard of these guys. They have a whole country to themselves. They banned the sale of gadgets, including smartphones, computers, and smart TVs that are not pre-installed with alternative Russian software starting 2020 July next year. Uh, this is going to be pretty interesting. They have banned the sale of electronic devices that don't have their pre-installed with Russia software, thereby cementing the um, thing that everyone says in Russia, in Russia, the TV uh, you don't watch the TV. The TV watches you. <laughs> so there's that. Um, the uh, It must be an interesting world to live in that sort of thing. I've met people from Russia uh, at different events and stuff, and, and they just they just kind of go with it. Um, you know, it's just accepted, and that's their world, and you grow up in it, and you just go, well, you know. This is what how it is. Uh, the interesting thing about the software, uh, well, it's kind of pitched from their legislative body that uh, passed this law, and uh, the people are promoting it. It's pitched as like, well, you know, Russia needs to have their software on there. This is all Western software, Western, you know, technology and stuff is so evil. But this is, you know, we need some Russian software on there. And of course, uh, the the Russian software is deemed to probably be the sort of uh, software that would spy on you, keep track of you, and uh, all that other good stuff. Russia, evidently, uh, it's widely accepted, is slowly moving to what they're trying to do is create the same sort of state that uh, China has, where it has a giant firewall around the whole bloody country. Uh, unfortunately, Russia can't quite pull that off because of the way, because for so many years they had all these people providing access to the internet in lots of different ways, just like we did here in the U.S. But now they're trying to roll that carpet back up into itself, and uh, off they go. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, you know, the 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 propagation of these sort of elements of being able to turn off the internet with the flick of a switch by a country. You've seen this in some of the Middle Eastern countries. You've seen this, of course, in China, et cetera, et cetera. 
um, where if things get out of hand or if people start using social media to start a revolution, they can just shut it down. Uh, Hong Kong, of course, you're seeing a lot of that go on Hong Kong where they're having to use uh, alternate apps and different apps and create their own kind of almost network, like a peer-to-peer network to be able to communicate with each other and keep their revolution going, if you will. Uh, it's interesting. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. You know, one of the things that we had with the constitution that was given to us was the power to assemble and the power to, um, you know, speak out against the government and all that sort of good stuff. You don't realize how powerful, uh, those bill of rights are. I believe it's in the bill of rights. Uh, I clearly flunked, uh, history and civics and, well, a whole lot of other things, actually. <laughs> uh, like you couldn't tell. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of interesting, the Freedom Assembly, the right to picket, the right to say, hey, we we uh, don't like what's going on here, is, is a human right, or at least it should be, and it should be an indelible right given to humanity. But uh, certainly we've been lucky enough in our country to have those sort of freedoms, and we've seen the benefit of those freedoms, I believe. Um, you know, Russia wasn't a country that invented cell phones, at least not that I recall. Um, so, you know, this gives it, um, you know, it's, it gives them the ability to take and control their country, shut off the internet. And certainly it makes it so that the Putin regime can make it so that, uh, no one can ever, uh, dissuade from them, overthrow them, rebel, revolution, uh, organize all that sort of good stuff. And they'll know who they are and they can throw them in jail before you even get to, a group organization. So, uh, it's the, the reason I talk about these things is how much is this going to spread? Is that, could we reach a point somewhere in the United States where the United States, and, and this has already been talked about. There's actually legislatures that talked about how we need to have a kill switch as well here in America where we can shut off the internet. Uh, there's, <laughs> This is uh this is a crazy thing, man. And U.S. companies do sell this software when they sell these internet packages to these countries. They they pay for the additional uh, software of being able to flick a switch and turn off the internet. And they and it always comes in the guise of, well, you know, what if we're ever under attack? You know, we need to be able to switch off the internet. No, <laughs> well, that's just that's just a that's just a tricky way of taking away your rights and uh, your freedom of speech and your ability to assemble. So um, that's kind of interesting, but watch for how these things uh, impact in the future. This is why, uh, you know, we must always fight against the eroding of our rights, the eroding of free speech, the eroding of um, our values, et cetera, et cetera, that we need to elect leaders that support those sort of um, uh, modicons, if you will. Uh, we need to, you know, stand up for rights. Otherwise, this is a slippery slope we're going down. It's really weird. I mean... <laughs> George Orwell wrote that book, 1984, a long, long time ago, and evidently he was just like, uh, what, 25 years off on, no, hold on, be 35 years off? He was about 35 years off on the technology, but he seems to have gotten it right if you see what's going on in uh, some of the repressive districts of China, so... Um, crazy stuff going on. Let's move on to the next story. Um, Bloomberg sources say Apple AirPod shipments are expected to double to 60 million in 2019, driven by much higher than expected demand for AirPods Pro model. It's kind of interesting. I'm getting all these, uh, uh, I'm getting all these, uh, 
um, what would you call them? I guess wireless earbuds. Let's call them that because that's what they're called uh, in the mail. I've gotten some cool ones from Master Dynamics, Dynamics that are very beautiful, good looking. I just unboxed them last night on uh, the video. Uh, and I'm familiar with most of their headphones. Uh, with, actually, I'm familiar with all their headphones. Uh, and they sound great. The earbuds sound awesome. Um, you know, people like these. Uh, people like Apple, so they buy everything from Apple. I don't know if you like Apple. I always think they... I like how they shorten the, uh, the little length of the ear pods. Because they just looked awful with the long sort of length on them. So I like how they've shortened it. According to CNBC, Airbnb's uh, COO, Belinda Johnson, announced an email. She's stepping down in March. She's going to join the Airbnb Board of Directors as its ninth member. So those of you who want to see women at the top, uh, that's good for her. She's not stepping down because, you know, anything went wrong. You don't see that a lot. I'm stepping down. You're like, oh, no, they did something wrong. Well, clearly she's doing fine, and she's moving up the chain of command. So good for her. Uh, and probably good for Airbnb because I, when I first heard the headline, I was like, oh, no, what's Airbnb done? So uh, that's good. So good for her. She's moving on up the chain of command. Uh, ZDNet is reporting that Twitter says users can now enroll in 2FA. That's two-factor identification, for those of you who don't know that uh, thing. Uh, You can do it without a phone number now. You can disable SMS-based 2FA as default and allows other methods such as mobile authenticator apps. Authenticator? Authenticator. (laughs) Uh, She's running for president now, evidently. Authenticator. <laughs> is it Friday? It feels like Monday. My brain's broken. Your brain is broken, Chris. That's okay. You guys have been listening for quite some time. You guys know that already. So anyway, I'm excited about this. Evidently, one of the things that, that caused this to finally come around, it used to be you can only roll in two-factor authentication by text. Well, one of the problems is these companies nowadays, if they know your number, your phone number, they can spoof your number, and they've got all sorts of different things they can do or hijack your number, et cetera, et cetera. And then when they uh, ask for you know your password and stuff, it comes to their phone. So there you go. And evidently what happened was that's how Twitter's CEO got hacked. His Twitter account got hacked, hacked a two-factor identification. So now they've expanded it, which is really good. I'm really happy about this. Thanks, Twitter. When did you start doing things right? Wow, the political ban for ads um you know good for you i'm just so proud of you maybe someday you'll quit being that clown car that crashed into success uh so anyway uh yeah they announced that they're finally able to disable the sms based two-factor identification i usually like using authy if you haven't uh used authy it's a great way to use two-factor identification um or that's actually two-factor authentication, uh, but since I can't spell it right, I'll just say identify two-factor identification. That's completely different, Chris. Uh, <laughs> for those of you that are wondering, I'm fighting with my puppy, and I have a two-year-old puppy, one one and a half-year-old puppy, and uh, she's stuck in the studio with me, and so I'm actually petting her with one hand right now, and she is doing everything she can to annoy me, and if I don't keep petting her, she's eating my hand. So 
I, I don't think she's happy about being stuck with me in the studio right now, which normally she's not a problem, but she's really not happy about it. So if you wonder why uh, I can't spell stuff and I seem to be a little distracted, there's a puppy in the room and it's trying to eat me if I don't pet it and keep it happy. So I'm just going to keep petting it here and we'll <laughs> just turn we're all on with the live broadcast. So I might as well just be honest with what's going on right now since I can't say authenticator. <laughs> yeah, sorry. All right, let's see if we can get through this. <laughs> She's a really cute puppy if you've ever seen her. She's a Siberian Husky. All right, so let's move on to the next story. FCC bans carriers from using federal subsidies to buy equipment from Hawaii, uh, which is actually uh, pronounced... Uh, how do you pronounce Hawaii? Huawei. You pronounce it Huawei. See, I just can't get anything right today. And ZTE, it orders, um, it considers ordering subsidiary uh, receipts to um, replace current Chinese equipment. Uh, so uh, this is according to Engadget. This is in their uh, news. And uh, so even though I believe the Trump administration is issuing um, like licenses or OKs or or uh, things they're in, it, it, licensing individually people to be allowed to work with Huawei. Uh, and, and if you remember, this is basically because they're largely a Chinese company, and uh, the uh, overall attitude or position of the of the U.S. government is that um, this Chinese uh, hardware has uh, can have software in it that spies on Americans. So there's that. According to Sensor Tower blog, there were 29.6 billion app downloads from 792,000 publishers globally in quarter three. Jeez, quarter three? Just quarter three? Across App Store and Google Play, 1% of top publishers accounted for 80% of all downloads. There goes the 20-80-20 rule. Uh, wow. That's a man. Did I... Boy, you got to hand it to old, uh, what's his name? Uh, Steve Jobs. He sure saw into the future on that one. Damn, man. That's a lot of app downloads, a whole market and stuff. It is interesting, though, that uh, the top 1% publishers are making all the money and doing all the stuff. That doesn't leave a lot of room for anybody else when it comes down to it. That's kind of crazy. And when you think that most of the top you know, Fortune 500 companies or whatever big social media outfits, they own... Uh, probably the top 1% or a large portion of the top 1% of downloads. Well, there you go. Uh, according to Bloomberg, this is kind of interesting. Walmart had a service called Jet.com, and it was basically fresh food delivery, uh, and it was a, a grocery service, uh, and uh, basically uh, it uh, ended up losing about 20 bucks on every order, and I guess it went out of business. This is kind of interesting because... Amazon, you know, they stick with money losing stuff as far as it takes to finally get it to catch, but evidently Walmart was not happy with Jet.com. So, um, you know, they they shut the darn thing down. So there you go. Uh, according to Reuters, appeals courts says Apple infringed only two of four Vernet X Vernet X patents. Never seen this name before. Vacates a Five hundred and three million jury award sends the case back to Texas court to recalculate the damages. So that's probably good for Apple and those of you who own Apple stock. Uh, they may not have to pay out as much money. I mean, half a billion dollars is uh, pretty crazy. 
So uh, they're going to send it back, and evidently it's probably going to be at least half that since it was only two of the four. I don't know. could be anything. You never know. Uh, you can win or lose in court on any given Friday, just like the NFL, or any given Sunday, I suppose. But in courts aren't open on Sunday usually, so it's any given day of the week. There you go. I don't know. If you're a lawyer, put on a T-shirt. Have fun with that. <laughs> All right. So what else do we have in the news? If you own Uber stock, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not my fault. Uh, but uh, according to Bloomberg, Travis Kalanick, uh, if you remember him, he's the uh, CEO of Uber who had to step down after uh, just a whole lot of stuff going on in Uber. And uh, recently they made it so that their post-IPO lockup expired on November 6th. And uh, he filed on November 11th suggesting he's going to offload his entire stake of stock. Whoa. Uh, and he's already sold $1.5 billion worth of Uber stock. So there you go. In fact, all the employees, to my understanding, uh, the post-IPO lockup has now passed, and they can all sell their stocks. So that might be interesting. Probably not might help. Um, probably not might help your stock. I don't know. Maybe it will help Uber. I don't know. You know, put more stock in the market, and then more people can buy it. I don't know. It, usually that thing doesn't bode well for stock prices because when you usually see executives or other people that work inside the company, he doesn't obviously, but maybe other people that are in that post-IPO lockup period, uh, if they're selling as well, that may mean they don't like the outlook of the company. Those of you who didn't take a stock uh, training course like I did, I actually trained to be a stockbroker back in the day. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. So there you go. I was going to be a stockbroker. Then Black Monday or Black Friday came. Black Monday? I think Black Friday was a movie. Black Monday. Uh, the big crash of, what was it, 1987? So uh, next up on the news front, uh, this is kind of interesting. According to CM, Facebook is, says it signed Jeremy Wang, better known as Disguised Toast. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, disguised toast. <laughs> yeah, he has over 1 million plus followers on Twitch, which just amazes me. I, uh, the one thing that's always, I always find fun with gaming is the names people come up with themselves for gaming. You're just like, where the hell did you come up with that name? Disguised toast. Anyway, he's got 1 million followers plus on Twitch. Uh, they have lured him away to Facebook gaming. It's game live streaming platform. This is really interesting because Twitch has been losing a lot of big players uh, that have been going to Mixer um, that's owned by Microsoft and the platform for the for uh, for uh, Xbox as well. Uh, but Mixer.com uh, is where they've stole Ninja and they've sold, stole a bunch of people in the gaming community. I'm really kind of surprised by this, but maybe Facebook is just trying to be like Mixer and they're like, Hey man, we're going to pay some serious dough to get these people to move. Uh, and, uh, I guess it's worth it for these guys. So that's it. Uh, be kind of interesting to see if their uh, folks, follow them over uh the one thing i've seen on mixer is ninja and people that have gone over there they're they're kind of putting them at the top of search like make sure you follow this guy and they're just kind of making them the gods of their platform which is you know kind of cool but uh i don't know gaming man twitch is 
Twitch has become that behemoth that everyone is uh, now taking from. And they have no one else to steal from because everyone else is smaller. And I'm sure that, uh, that, you know, it could be the death of a thousand cuts at this point. But uh could be interesting. Uh, I recently got my affiliate set up on Twitch. And they seem to be being much nicer to me about how they're giving me access to their service. I'm hoping that as these big people leave, maybe it will help my gaming channel and YouTube as well. So uh, we'll just see how it goes. Interesting stuff. Um, <laughs> I have an old story on Twitch. Uh, I probably told it before in the podcast, but uh, yeah, fun is fun. I got to go check out Facebook Gaming. I could have sworn that thing was dead. I talked to somebody the other day who uh, was a gamer on, originally when Facebook tried to get that baby rolling. And uh, it was it did not go well for him. In fact, they were being subsidized. They were being paid, regardless of views, to be on the channel and just put up uh, content and time. And um, and then finally, he quit doing it once the pay ran out. And clearly, he hadn't done enough to make it work. So I don't know what that was about. Uh, according to the New York Post sources, at an AWS conference, that's the um, that's the Amazon uh, Web Services con. Uh, web services, I think it is, uh, AWS, you know, one of them. Uh, in July, Amazon banned participating companies from mentioning its cloud competitors using phrases such as multi-cloud. Um, so uh, that's kind of interesting. The online retailing giant Amazon is a new strategy for dealing with threats to its cash cow business. Pretend they don't exist. La, 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 la. There's no such thing as the uh, as the other clouds. It's only the AWS cloud, which is a pretty good cloud from my understanding. It's all the war of the clouds. <laughs> Whatever, man. Uh, according to Reuters, uh, filing outside the U.S. and China, Airbnb had $2.42 billion in revenue up in uh, 2018, up 35% year over year. Wow, that's pretty damn good. 4647 in profits in million, that's in millions, excuse me. And it's compared to a $97.22 million loss in 2017. Wow, man. Uh, that's pretty darn good. You might want to buy some stock in that 35% year over year increase in revenue and uh, total flip from profit loss to uh, profits. Uh, there you go, man. <laughs> that's crazy, man. I watched that company grow up. Uh, you know, grow from a company that was like, uh, I think for the first year, no one cared about it. And then the CEO and the vice president did a stunt where they were going to just live in Airbnbs for a year, which is kind of a little much. You're like, why would you, why didn't you do that for a whole year? Just do that for like a month. That'll impress us. There you go. Uh, what else do we have going on that's uh, in the marketplace? Oh, this is kind of interesting. Uh, this uh, this was an article, of course, close to my heart. Twitter, once again. Twitter's rolled out this interesting thing. We've talked about it on the podcast called Hide Replies. This is a feature uh, that they've now rolled out globally. And uh, it's kind of radical. Some people aren't happy about it. Some people don't care. Uh, it's kind of interesting. It's kind of a way to uh, control your conversation, not let your commenters run away with uh, the story or override your story. Uh, if you post something stupid and you're getting called out on it, it's a way to kind of hide those replies. So um, this is kind of interesting. And they say it's going to be as big as the retweet when the retweet came out. Um, in in essence, basically, 
um, you can take and uh, um, bounce the conversation on Twitter by putting the original poster back in control of replies to the tweets remain visible, according to TechCrunch. You can hide replies, and it's been one of the most controversial features to date, according to them. Uh, they don't... Re- delete the replies what they do is they hide them behind uh, a kind of wall and you have to hit an extra click to see all the replies and uh, it will say some replies are hidden by the author and so you've got to click on it to see those replies so um it's kind of interesting so if you've got trolling irrelevant insulting or otherwise disagreeable comments uh, they don't get to dominate the conversation. Like, I mean, certainly I've seen people's posts on Twitter and uh, the trolls just take it over. Sometimes the hate, sometimes people correcting you. Like if you're a politician, you say something extraordinarily stupid, ignorant, or a uh, complete lie that you're just trying to gaslight people on, you can hide their replies. So there you go. Uh, they tested in Canada uh, in July and then the U.S. and Japan this September and uh, found that most people hide the replies they find irrelevant, off-topic, or annoying. Uh, me, I really don't care. Hey, let's have fun. Go for the replies. The more replies, the better. Sometimes, uh, as far as I'm concerned, and then I found this on YouTube, uh, you know, people would message me and they'd be like, you know, there's a whole global nuclear war going on in the comments of your post about which is better, iPhone or Samsung Galaxy, you know, whatever the iPhone wars back in the days. Um, and, uh, I'd be like, that's fine, man. Every time they tune in, it's more cash in my bank, uh, cause they restart the video and it plays while they're making their comments and I get views, baby. I like views. Yeah. So, um, that's a, that's a really cool thing. Um, I, I wouldn't want to hide the comments because what happens is, is more comments are driven by that, um, by that debate that's going on on your comment stream. So I, I wouldn't ever hide my comments. I'm like, fight it out. Great. It just helps my posts look better and helps me get to the top of search and stick out in the algorithms of Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. Fine with me. Knock yourself out. You know, um, if I'm wrong, well then tell me I'm wrong. Have fun with that. I've got a, I've got a, a Twitter thing up right now where we have, um, uh, a Twitter poll that's up right now about how ugly that uh, <laughs> that new truck is from Elon Musk. I don't know if you've seen it. That's the other thing I want to talk about today. So last night, uh, yesterday, Elon Musk, Tesla, announces this truck that they have, a pickup truck. Not the big, uh, they already announced the big, the big giant trucks that pull freight. Uh, this is a pickup truck. It's kind of interesting, and the whole top of the thing is kind of angled and long. It's very boxy. To say very boxy is actually a very understatement. Is that even the right way to say that? (laughs) Um, So um, it's ugly. It's darn ugly. Um, So, um, yeah, so it's really ugly. I don't know what to say. So anyway, there's a survey going right now about how ugly it is. And man, it is getting blasted. It is not. People do not like it. The people who really love Tesla and uh, I don't know, they look upon Elon Musk as a cult god. They love it. Uh, The specs on it are really cool. I mean, really, really cool. Um, See see if I can pull it. He calls it the Cybertruck, I believe. No, or no, hold on. Yeah, I think it's called the Cybertruck. Uh, 
the Tesla Cybertruck. Uh, and uh, it's got some interesting features. It's only thirty nine nine. Uh, it's, it's so ugly. I mean, it, it is ugly. It looks like something that, uh, te- um, that he really got high, uh, you know, like he did on that one show, that one podcast. And, uh, he really got high and made this truck. I don't know. In, 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 uh, I don't know, uh, Microsoft draw or something, Mac draw or something. <laughs> so anyway, uh, it's a single motor rear wheel drive version. It goes up to 70,000 for the tri motor all wheel drive version. I don't understand why it's a tri and self-driving features are a $7,000 add on. Wow. He sure figured a way to make some extra money on that. Um, so they would be the only car maker or I'm sorry, they would not be the only car maker in the electronic pickup market. Ford is developing an all-electric F-150, and Bollinger Motors recently introduced its fully electric all-wheel drive B2 pickup truck. This is according to businessinsider.com, by the way. And um, and Rivian has got a startup that's backed by Ford, and Amazon is developing electric pickup as well. So I guess this is the new electric pickup wars uh here's how it works it's kind of interesting the passenger seat pickup can seat up to six people so there you go it's uh, basically two doors i don't know why you'd want two doors but there it goes it's supposed to have an almost impenetrable body made from ultra hard 30 times cold rolled stainless steel and armored glass so it's a stainless steel car <laughs> holy crap well i guess you can eat off it too then <laughs> You just sit in the sun, it'll cook your food for you. Yeah. So it's a car and a food cooker. My friends who make Go Sun reviewed them on the Chris Voss show, and I think there's a unit kicking around here from Go Sun that you cook the food with solar energy. Um, wow, man, look out. <laughs> the whole angle of the top of the car and the back of it is uh, got solar batteries in it. That's why it looks so flat is because they're – making solar batteries, it really looks painfully sharp edges and uh, boxy. It's supposed to have ultra-strong glass. This is designed to cushion and invert impact force. But uh, the reveal at the show, a guy was able to ram a ball through both windows. Well, he didn't ram it through. Let me restate that. He broke the windows. Uh, and the, the ball did not get through the windows. So there was that, kind of like an armored vehicle, if you will. And, uh, yeah, there you go. It's got a single motor version that has a range of 250 miles. The dual motor one can achieve 300 and the most expensive tri-motor can go 500 miles. God, this thing is ugly. (laughs) I'm just looking at it now. It is so ugly. You can't even believe how ugly this thing is. You'd have to pay me to drive this thing. Uh... Uh, according to Tesla, the tri-motor variant will be able to hit 60 miles per hour in 2.9 seconds. Keep in mind, that's an electronic vehicle. And it will tow more than 14,000 pounds. Holy Judas Priest. Um, wow. And a payload of up to 3,500 pounds. It says the rear car area is lockable and that the trunk has a total 
100 cubic feet of enclosed exterior space. So you can fold down the top back. It kind of folds into and of itself. And it's got a magic tonoil, ton, tonoil cover. I don't even know how to pronounce that. Tough enough to withstand the weight of a person standing on it. And uh, basically it's got uh, solar cells in it. So I guess it will charge itself. It's got an onboard power for plugging in tools and other appliances. So if you're a construction worker, maybe this will be a good truck for you. I don't know, man. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Uh, as well as adaptive air suspension, it, which it should. It just looks ugly in the wheels. <coughs> By four inches for user access. It's got self-leveling feature for those of you who uh, love ghetto cars. And it, they showed an electronic ATV, the Cyber Squad, which was announced. Uh, and you could drive it into the back of the truck uh, off the ramp that comes that basically duels with the roof. So there you go. Have fun with that. <laughs> it is so ugly, guys. It is so ugly. I mean, it is ugly. I got turds that look better than this. I mean, I'm not kidding you. It's not that I spent a lot of time looking at turds. And I haven't looked at my turds for a while. Maybe I should. Um, they say you should check them every now and then. But this thing, I have turds that are better looking than this thing. In fact, I'm probably, I'll am probably i probably just go find a turd. I'll go find, get one of my dog's turds. And uh, put it on a set of wheels. Matchbox cars, wheels, and... Bet I can get at least 10000 for that. And you know what? My dogs have an endless amount of poop. So, uh, yeah, there you go. You got endless energy. God, this thing is so ugly. I can't even believe it. It's so ugly. They, they're going to have to fix this thing. Then no one's going to buy it. Except really hardcore, crazy Tesla people. Tesla's kind of, some of the Tesla people, I love them. I got great friends who love Tesla, but... It's kind of a cult, man. It's kind of gets scary. I mean, I unfriend a lot of friends that uh, are in the political cult. Uh, I think we know who we're talking about because um, there's no reasoning with them. But a lot of my Tesla cult friends, they're, uh, there's no reasoning with them. And they're like, we know it's ugly, but we don't care. The specs are so awesome. You're like, mm, I don't know. It's kind of like saying a, a, an ugly girl has a great personality. I don't know. Would you still date her? Maybe so. Um, I don't know. There's ugly guys that, have, that are ugly too. That great personalities. That's me. Anyway, <laughs> that's my story. I'm sticking to it, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Go to the CBPN, uh, uh, dot com and you can subscribe to eight podcasts. And guess what? They're free for an unlimited amount of time. So you definitely want to jump in there and take advantage of that free offer. Well, you still can. <laughs> unlimited and uh all that good stuff uh i think later today or tomorrow or sometime very soon from the broadcast of this thing i'm gonna be talking about the sasha baron cohen speech they gave at the um at the uh, jewish anti-defamation league and it's a great conversation uh and very insightful and talking about the future of what we're doing with social media and stuff like that so anyway uh be sure to tune in for that we certainly appreciate you. refer the show to your friends please call up your friends say have you listened to chris voss show.com lately because you should um and uh if you don't i mean the, the one thing the one thing uh 
the one thing that not listening to the Chris Voss show has been found to fu- uh, cause is erectile dysfunction. So you don't want to have that happen to you. So make sure you listen to the show because you want to be preventative. Unless you, you know, you're married and you don't really care because you're not using that thing anyway. Oh, anyway, I'm just kidding. Uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next time.